The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more so you can remain updated in this growing industry. If you're interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. And if you're a float center or tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it is time to get found. From educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub, and they are proud to be an integral part of driving this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. How about that, Mikey? All right. I got through that entire read without jumbling it up. You killed it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to our Floatcast. I'm Tom. This is a uh, podcast all about float tanks and isolation tanks and uh, people's experiences in them. And right now I'm hanging out with Mikey. He just got done with his first float. Yes. How you feeling, buddy? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel great. Yeah, feeling good? I feel really great, man. Nothing but positive energy at this moment. Good. Yeah. Good. You... uh now, when you when you booked the appointment and when you came in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you were telling me that you went recently and, and tried something else and like you were having trouble letting go and kind of like yeah. really embracing it. Yeah. What What was it? Well, uh, um, I jo- I recently just joined the uh, Facebook group, The Mind Unleashed, um, and uh, having that just just being in front and center, like on my newsfeed. I mean, I'm I'm very avid in there. I'm, I'm reading almost all the articles, and and one of the things that came up was a uh, an article about um I'll just uh, it's a it's a book title called The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth, and it's about shifting density, um about you know kind of where the progress of humans are going, and it's by uh this this author Dolores Cannon. Um, who is a hypnotherapist, and she specializes in the somnambulistic state. Wow. Which I'm is, impressed that you could even say that. Yeah, no, I've, I've done a lot of research on it. Um, there are a couple of things that led to me to, to think um, that, that this stuff may be real. You know, if you asked me all this stuff five years ago, I would have thought this was hooey. Yeah. Just absolute the most... Hippie horseshit. Hippie horseshit to the extreme. Yeah. But I, I was a touring musician for a <laughs> while, and... After the tour ended, um, I, I got into a, a very deep depression about for four months, unemployed, having no income, no no purpose. You know, I was a musician and, you know, gigs were coming and I was just being overall depressed about it. And I actually, even before I came into Dolores Cannon, I uh, I looked into this, um, this website um, about... Uh, a, a channel. Um, his name is Daryl Anka, and he, he 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 channels in, which again, you know, for most people who aren't used to this stuff, they're gonna think that this is hooey. But he's actually channeling uh, an entity, um, another extraterrestrial, called Bashar. And the first thing that he discla- disclaims on this is that you don't have to believe that this is an extraterrestrial. If you're really interested. And you want to hear what I have to say through this channel, you know, and if it resonates with you, then go with it. And I went with it. You know, I've always been interested in extraterrestrials. I've always thought that there were, you know, these all these UFO sightings, you know, some are real, some are not. But enough of them, I would say, is real to raise an eyebrow to be like, oh, really? Mm. Really? 
Then I had a, I, I had my own UFO contact. I was on the, <laughs> not not contact, but uh, I saw something that was unexplainable. It was like an orb of light in the in the sky. Bah. Where at? It was uh, it was on Dune Road in the Hamptons. I was playing on uh, the Dune deck, and uh, all of a sudden I saw this thing, and I, it was just a, an, an ironic little coincidence that it just so happened to be that Joe Biden was in town as well. So I thought Jesus. that that was just kind of a weird parallel. The hell would they want with him? I don't, you know, <laughs> probably probably just want to listen to him talk. That's what I want to do. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I saw this and I grabbed the sound man and, and I said, do you see any flashing lights on this on this little, you know, craft over here? And he says, no, I don't see any flashing lights on it whatsoever. So, which led, which led me to believe like, oh, you know, kind of just put it in the back of my mind, you know, I, I thought I saw something. Right. You know, I, I mentioned it to my mom. I was like, yeah, mom, I think I saw something on the beach today. He's like, really? What were you on? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the next question that follows. Yeah, what exactly. well, would you do before you saw no, it? It was just mass amounts of peyote. Nothing out of the ordinary, mom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, again, it was just out, out, of, out, of, out of, you know, so it was just something to think about. Mm. Then when I started getting into the Dolores Cannon stuff and her whole approach is that she gets people into this state. It's basically like a state right before sleep and right before being awake. It's the somnambulistic state, which is just really there. There, are, there have been claims like you know you can find all this stuff on the internet, but I'll just give you a brief synopsis. You know there, there, there are people who have put people into this state where it was just uh, you know hooey, just weird stuff would happen, just just weird random things and, and i would only assume that it would be the ignorance of the other people that were being like oh, i have no idea what this guy is doing i'm not prepared for this let's get him out of the state right okay and, and would and most hypnotherapists work in the conscious mind you know we're, we're working with like addictions and stuff like that but this is the somnambulistic state which was really interesting to me so i went on their website uh dolores cannon's website and i and i saw that there was a practitioner on there so i went on there and you know, is that some to... sort of like a you could find places near you? Yeah, kind exactly. of like flotation locations. Exactly, uh, like flotation plug right locations. There. A little plug, squeeze, squeeze it right in there. Plug, very little plug. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, I found I found a person that was located close to me, and one of the things was that I had to meditate for about twenty five to thirty minutes a day before I even you know attempted the 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 trance. Did you meditate prior? I, I recently have just had these random urges to meditate, you know, wow. I, I've known about meditation, but it was actually like a physical body response that was telling me to meditate. Jeez. And even before she told me to meditate, before I even <laughs> was interested in, in, in booking her, I was meditating and I had a really interesting experience where I heard these voices in my head while whilst meditating. One was a female voice, immediately was a male voice. It was the female voice first. I want to go home. I want to go home. Very interesting. It was just like that in my head, clear as day. Ah. And from there, and, and th during the, the, it was about two weeks of meditation, I was having very, some difficult times. You know, there were some times where I was like really, you know, into the breathing and I felt really relaxed. And there were other times where I just couldn't get my consciousness out of, out of the frame of mind. So, was having difficulty with that and i had mentioned that so as i was doing this you know doing the meditation having some good times some bad times um one of the things was to write all the questions i've ever had about my life my existence my consciousness things that i've experienced just things that were just weird you know just 
things that they're just personal to people, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, they'll be different. They'll, they'll be different from other people, but they're also maybe some similarities, like things that you experience as a kid, right? things like where, where you're just like a kid and you, and you, and you think that, you know, some cases, not in my instance, but some people say that they used to think that they could fly or they used to be able to levitate or, 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 you know, telepathically raise objects and things like that. And then of course, you know, the way society is rigged these days, you, you're kind of, you have no choice but to forget about this stuff and to ignore it, which I thought was, was, uh, which is very, very, um, uh, reflective of, of today's society of the way things are, um, you know, make sure you're in the mainstream media make sure you're listening to this artist and that artist don't listen to that artist. This artist is bad. Things like that, you know, and, and the food, you know, things with food and stuff like that and mm-hmm. the chemicals that they're putting in, you know, th- there there may or may not be. I don't want to I don't want to get into any conspiracy stuff, but right. I have a feeling the only reason why we have this stuff in society is because we're ignorant to it. We don't quite understand. We know the direct physical effect of putting chemicals in our food. Our food lasts longer. Yeah, well, it's like the whole thing with uh, a couple months of Subway. Like people found out there was... Uh... Uh, yeah, the uh, I know what you're talking about. The yoga mat chemical. Yeah, I forget the name of the chemical. I forget um, what the chemical was, but it's the same chemical in yoga mats. Or yeah, it's found like in that. yoga mats as well. And it's like, well, people were ignorant to it, so they didn't didn't know. And then everybody was in uproar about it. And now Subway made changes and took it out of their medicine. Uh, I'm not even gonna try and say it. Um, I, know, I know, I know, I know exactly that feeling. And you know, something it was it was funny at the time too. Michelle Obama was campaigning, drink more water, drink more water. Well, you know, there may be traces of chemicals in the bottles that the, of the water she was promoting that may cause cancer. Yeah. And then she was promoting the subway stuff where there were, you know, you know, this chemical in there that, that could be detrimental to health. Yeah. Again, I don't think anybody's really conscious of this stuff. We're just finding out now. So hopefully there'll be a shift in all, in all this stuff and we'll be more conscious of it. But anyways, getting, getting back to my story, I went, I went and I made this list. It was a list of 40 questions that were just individual to me, questions that I'd had about, about – um, and I'll just give you a couple of examples. Um, uh, I don't believe in numerology, but I know what I see. And like things like every time I look at the time, it'll be like the 41st minute. You know, um, you know, looking looking at license plates and and uh, you know, just things on trucks and stuff like that. This number just chased me. Uh, it's the number forty-one. Ironically, it's also a Dave Matthews Band song. And ironically enough, it's also my favorite Dave Matthews Band song. Hmm. Ironically enough, the title of the song is nowhere to be found in the lyrics of the piece. Ironically enough, the piece makes no sense <laughs> the lyrics whatsoever. So, you know, Dave a lot Matthews, of irony going on right there. What's that? So there was a lot of irony going on There's right there. There's a lot of irony. But for, for some reason, this number was, was put into my, you know, my head. And, you know, it's a song that resonated with me well. But again, the number, Dave Matthews will <clears> even say in an in a interview on YouTube, if you look it up, that this is his 41st song that he wrote. You know, whether or not it is or not, I, I raise my eyebrow to it. I'm wondering if there was more symbolic uh, things to it. But just things like this, I wanted, you know, just silly stuff. You, you may, people who are listening to to us right now may, may be able to, to, to say, you know, oh, yeah, you know, this number really follows me all the time or, or, or something like that. So there's a lot of people that think that like 1111 has uh, has a significance. Like a lot of people all over the world say, look at the clock all the time and it says 1111. 1111. 
or 111. I've also yeah, got 33 yeah. as well. 33 yeah. is another number that a lot of people see. Yeah. Um, which I think may have some, you know, this is just speculation. None of this is, is you know, you have to kind of just go with it. You know, the, the third number 33 may have some relations to other extraterrestrials and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, to, to my knowledge of it, I, I don't really know too much about the number. Right. Um, but I went and I got this, this, uh, quantum healing session done. It was, uh, QHHT through, uh, through Dolores, uh, and, uh, it's quantum healing hypnosis therapy is what it stands for. And I went there and, uh, you know, went through the questions, went through all, all the things, all the things that I had as a child, just the silly stuff, the sensations that I used to have that were just will always be memorable to me for some reason. This this one moment where I was in a carpet store, you know, seeing this platform where there's like a light hanging out so you can kind of see the, the carpet thing. For some reason, as a, as a little kid, as th- you know, three, four years old, I had a sensation of laying down on this platform with this light on and just having this this sensation of happiness go through me and I'll, I'll never forget that sensation. So hopefully, wow. hopefully some people will be able to, uh, to compensate with that or well, not compensate, but, uh, understand or kind of relate to it, relate to it. Yeah. So it's just, just, I'm going through the questions and all that stuff. And then it gets time to go into the trance and this, this lovely lady, she, she goes through it and she's, she's going through the motions of it, but I'm, my heart is racing. Absolutely, I'm nervous. I I think I think what my problem was is I went in with way too many expectations. You know, I read I read the book The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth, and it was just difficult not to relate to every single thing that was going on. You know, I had I had I just had feelings and just sensations. Like all this stuff just resonated really well with me. Mm-hmm. So going through the trance, I was just like, I don't know what to expect. What's going to happen? I'm so nervous. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm, uh, you know, unconscious or my consciousness is still there. I still feel it. So you get all these questions going into, into what you're going, you know, the process. And it just worked me up to a point where it was just like, nothing was coming through. Absolutely nothing. So I, I just sat there laying and I just kind of, I tried to the best of my ability describe what I was seeing and uh it was it was uh not what I had expected at all you know and there were a couple of different things that you know they may have been um uh, an explanation to it like um that uh I wasn't able to let go of of the emotions or maybe I didn't have a past life to even regress to things like that but I knew like in my own mind that it was my own it was my own mentality of not being able to let go and which was the reason why I had to find some sort of way. I, you know, I'm not, not that I'm desperate. It's just that I don't want to give up on this so much because this stuff resonates with me so well mm-hmm. that I, I, I needed an opportunity to say, is there a way to open up my consciousness more? And I talked to my buddy, Brian, who, who was, uh, who was here and, uh, he gave me the, the phone number for your location and he said, you know, if you really want to try and, and learn to let go of these emotions, the 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 sensory deprivation tank is the way to go. And you know, I, through we we were talking before about Joe Rogan and and his experiences with this, which is just uh, mm-hmm. it was very intriguing to me. And I said, why the hell not with network? You know, like this this is I think we're on to something. Every waking day of everybody's life, you're using all five of your senses. Yeah. When you get when you get rid of that and you are only face to face with your consciousness and your subconsciousness, 
you know, it's only it's only natural that that these these uh these experiences that would happen. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my premise as to why why I'm here in the first place. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I you feel you feel good now, which is great. You it was, said it was an enlightening experience to say the least. Yeah. Yes. Would you uh, did you go in there like? Did you think about anything specific, or did you just kind of focus on your breathing and kind of like went where it took you? Well, after my first my first failed attempt of this trance, you know, I was I was just talking to just different people about people who are active in meditation and and say, you know, this this these things happen. It's important for you to not expect the consciousness to leave your body. What is important is to make sure that these conscious thoughts that are coming into your your thought patterns and you just observe them. Don't focus on them. Don't dwell on them. Just observe. It's very difficult to explain. It's just easier if you dive in and do it. It's 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 way more difficult. There's almost not words to explain it. So to just dive into it and say, I'm going to meditate, if you're having these urges like I was, I'm sure you're doing it already and, and wondering if you're having good, good times or bad times. But, you know, it's very important to say to yourself, I'm just observing these. And, and there are other br- breath patterns that you can do. I didn't I didn't experiment with any breath patterns this first time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, as I get more acquainted, you know, because these, these are just fresh in my mind right now, as I get more acquainted with these patterns, I, I'm way, way looking forward to coming back incorporating some other different uh, uh breath patterns well the first breath pattern now it's kind of funny it, it kind of rhymes with the word vagina uh i think it's you breath technique you something like that um mm. i'm probably butchering it terribly but uh, that's all right you said that other word so you're fine it does yes somnambulistic of course <laughs> and uh so I'm, i'll be looking into hopefully more breath techniques to be doing in there as well while you know focusing on the breath and and just kind of observing the consciousness seeing what's coming in but i'll tell you man the stuff that I was, that i was observing in that tank was just very uh, uh you know unexplainable just uh it was it was almost like i got into the trance in there but you know without a medium or anybody kind of helping you guide yourself through it you're only your only ability is to observe these thought patterns that you're getting while you're in the tank right so it's kind of like forced uh it, it forces you to look at yourself. It forces you to stay with your own consciousness and your own subconscious and yeah. and, and face what's in front of you because it's just you. It doesn't force you in a bad way. It's not like it's somebody holding you down because you're free to do whatever you want. You can get up and go whenever you want. Exactly. Um, but when you're in there, it's just you. It's just you and whatever you, whatever comes to light, it's you could face it. You could deal with it. You could just observe it mm-hmm. and kind of move on from it. Which, you know, probably it probably is the healthiest thing. Probably yeah. is to just observe something and kind of look at it from an outside view, because that's what that tank really gives you is an outside view, as weird as that may sound. Um, and if, you know, it, it makes you look at it in a different way. I can I can tell you the experience that I had, um, and these are these are things that most people consciously are going to ignore. Uh, most of the things uh, that I have been ignoring basically trying to assimilate myself to like society is that you know i'm i'm self-conscious about my appearance first of all you know not it's not that it's diagnosed you know there's history of depression and all that stuff but i'm self-conscious about my appearance so things that i would do to try and compensate for the self-consciousness that i'd be having would be things stupid stuff like sucking in your gut when a you know a hot girl comes in or just sucking in your gut 
altogether. Trying to keep your posture nice so that way people doesn't don't see the the slump on your back and things like that. These are these. Well, are I constant. think that's important to do anyway. By the way, you said that you mentioned that before. And I wanted to say, but I, I held back. But I think that um, I think focusing on your posture is important. It is. It is because but, I think it promotes wellness for like throughout your body and and probably uh, probably gives off more positive energy than well, not. You know, my my natural posture is of my dad's it's inherent there's nothing mm. i can do about it i have my dad's back i have this this stupid slouch in my neck that i can't stand there's nothing i can do about it it is right. what i was born with you know you, you get to the point where you're being like if people are really fucking judging you about this stuff well then they can go fuck themselves because we are so atoned to the way society is that we should conform to what beauty is. We have these billboards, these mass billboards of the definition of beauty. I, I recommend to anybody who is going through any sort of self-conscious you know, things about their body and their appearance to just let that shit go. It's got to be it's got to be dismissed. You know, there are going to be people who are going to buy into it. You're never going to change their opinion about it. But if you're having the same type of feelings that I'm having about it, things like cutting out television, making sure you're muting your commercials, things that are being fed to you involuntarily that you are just entertained by. And your subconscious is taking in all this crap and it is diluting the consciousness very, very much. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. It's very important. So when I went into the dip tank, I, I started realizing that. Did you it, go to dip tank? I, what, did I, what did I call it? A dip tank. I don't know why I call it a dip tank. <laughs> it's funny. Dip tank. Float tank. Um, I, I was confronted with these insecurities about myself, about my back, about my neck. I was having some some actual, some some. it almost felt like lactic acid, almost like a buildup. But it was it was almost like pain mm-hmm. from not ever experiencing what it feels to have to hold your head up. Right. It was an interesting sensation to say the least. It didn't feel painful. It was a sensation. It was a, it was it was a bit discomforting, but it was interesting as I went through the 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 process of being in the dip tank that all of a sudden this back pain that I was having was suddenly gone. Right, you know, the things about so it kind of came to came to the surface, worked itself out, and went away. Well, it was a, it was a relaxation of the body. I felt like okay. it was it was this is how you you're kind of supposed to to feel, and the things that I'm constantly doing with my body to try and compensate for how I approach people, I feel like that was completely gone, and this was the way. It's almost like you know they say um you know like almost like to bring an anti gravity if you if you feel anti gravity it's reminiscent of being in the womb because you don't have to support yourself you're sitting there floating around you're just sitting there you're floating exactly so being in this you know there were kind of memories just subconscious memories that i would never remember in my conscious state but memories of being in the womb but you know part of the thing is that you know one of the things that i, I don't necessarily agree with the way joe rogan says it is that i believe you know i could be wrong that it feels like you're tripping. You're not tripping. These are these are states that you are you go through every day and it's just the way the way that you fall asleep and you're just attuned to them and you know that this is going to happen and you don't think about them. So going into the dip tank and and having some sort of experience with meditation myself, you know, I felt like that just that had a that allowed me to stand to to be able to go into this knowing 
you know, the things that, you know, and, and hopefully this doesn't uh, contradict what I just said about going into my last session with the this quantum healing thing about having expectations, but I at least felt like I was prepared enough to go into the tank and and to say, you know, I'm, I know there are going to be things that are going to be seen. And there were subconscious, I don't really know what they meant, but I'll, I'll just go through a couple of the things that I felt. I, I heard, um, I heard a, a woman's voice that said, it's the experience, which I thought was kind of cool. And I, you know, you, you know, you just, you're just observing this stuff. And then I heard another voice, a man's voice being like, I don't, I don't think the neighbors would, would like this. Or it was something along the lines of that. There was another moment where I felt like I was on like a swing set, you know, in like a playground or something. And as I kept going through the, the dip tank, it felt like it was cool. It felt like the chains were, um, were, um, were growing and it felt like the floor was getting deeper too. So as I was in this tank, it was not always like, yeah, first you're on a swing set like a child and then all of a sudden it's getting farther. And then you're going faster and you're going farther and faster and farther and faster until this point where you just, you open up and then you just see this beautiful light show. It's, oh, it's almost etheric to say it. Um, I had experiences of like seeing like a sacred geometry, like waves of it. It was almost like the way you see, um, birds flying, like a mass amounts of birds and just seeing like these, these like, entities or or you know this this like geometric shapes or stuff like that moving around like they would like if they were a flock of you know a thousand birds you know i'm pretty sure we've all seen you know seen something like that where there's just mass amounts of birds they're all synchronistic they're all together that's kind of like what i was seeing which were really the most profound things that i was that i was going through when i was in the in the tank it's fantastic yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cut the short now. Okay. Thanks for coming on on the uh, flowcast. No problem, man. It was nice to meet you. You too, man. Thank you so much, Cat. I look forward to coming back. Yeah, man, definitely do. And uh, you know, you, the floats get better the more you do them. So if you've second one, if you want to come back on and, and go more depth about things, absolutely. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Can I? Can I? Um, can I uh, make a shout out to a couple of uh, things that I'm doing right now? Sure. Sure. Uh, check out the band Funk Nasty. Funknastytheband.com. Um, Bad Larry is a folk band I'm doing. Uh, the website's currently in process, but if you're into progressive folk of today, check out Bad Larry. Uh, Molly Wop, we have a Reverb Nation page. We have our Facebook page. Uh, Molly Wop is kind of like a Jamtronica band where I play saxophone and uh, some electric sax, which is really cool and stuff like that. And uh, if you're uh, if you're out there today, I don't know if this is going to be aired today. It probably won't. But uh, check out Blue Roots. We'll be playing the uh, Smithtown Blues Festival today, uh, f- uh, founded by the Smithtown Historic Society, and uh, it's the first annual. So uh, if you didn't, mi- if you missed it this time, you, you got to come back the next year because I'm sure it's going to be a blast. If you're into the blues, um, you know it- it'll be a great experience. So if you if you have any time to check out these bands, I'll just say them again: Funk Nasty, Molly Wop. Bad Larry, Blue Roots, please come check us out. We uh, we would be more than willing to come talk to you. And if you have any questions about this stuff as well, and if you're into good music, I I am more than happy to uh, to talk to anybody about it. All right, Mikey, you plug like a true professional. I must I, say, I, I have you're a quite, lot of experience of plugging. You are quite the plugger. Yeah, just don't plug my butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us on the Flowcast and. Uh, Take care of yourselves and take care, friends.